we're going to think more deeply and broadly, that's a common thing I believe in the wild conversation, right? About what it is that we're doing now that will leave something behind. Something that matters in a grander sense than simply whether or not we're successful, whether we made money or didn't, or whether or not we were personally fulfilled in the short run. Um, we're we're diving into legacy. Um, I hope you know that today we're diving into legacy and what it means to you and to me and what it means for us as we seek to build great teams and do something important and something that will last. And legacy is a huge topic to approach, by the way. It really is because it has so many working parts, a whole and intentional leader development perspective. It connects so many things. If you think about the just the word legacy, and I know it means different things to, to each of us, and maybe take some notes about that, like what it means to you, our motivations, our goals, the problems or strengths in our character, our blind spots, our successes, our failures, our experiences, our teams, our finances, our families, our spouses, and our children, and even our faith. Like there's just, there are so many connected parts into what legacy is about. And a legacy in its rawest and most approachable form is this. It is something that is passed down. It is that which is passed down. A legacy is something that is passed on. It is what we pass on to those who will come after us. And it's often defined as what we will be remembered for. And I would suggest that that's just the, that's just the on-ramp because it is so much more than that. That's just a way for us to begin to intentionally think about what we will pass on. It is what we will pass to those who will come after us. And regardless of whether or not we are remembered or get credit, what will we pass on? And what will we need to take a pass on in order to hand off something that has lasting value to the individuals, teams, family members, and communities who will lead next? That's the intro. I'm Dr. Rob McKenna, and welcome to The Wild Conversation, where we make the best thinking in psychology, leadership, and organizational science accessible to leaders who are willing to learn and edit for their sake and for the sake of others. So here we go. Here we go. Um, you know, when you live long enough, you not only get to see things come back around, but you sometimes get to see them come back around again, like bell bottoms. Some of you have already highlighted bell bottoms, bell bottom jeans. I told my wife in the nineties that I could not wait for bell bottoms to come back. And not only did they come back, they came back with a vengeance and a very low waistband. <laughs> it was, it was awesome. I don't know if you say waistband or like there was just the waist was low, right? It was awesome. But I get it that many of you didn't think so, including my wife at the time. I'm now waiting for round three, which I've heard is kind of right in front of us, like of the bell-bottom jeans revolution. And I will sing praises with the rest of you who love it when it happens. And it's also funny to observe not just things like that, but to observe music and especially cover songs. And my son's like me, listened to a lot of country music. And this last summer, they were listening to a song called Fast Car by Luke Combs and were commenting on how overplayed the song is. What they didn't know was that it's not his song. It's Tracy Chapman's song. And if they think it's overplayed now, they should have been alive when it came out in 1988. Like it's, it, it is not his song. I tell you these stories to make three points. Okay. So bell bottoms and fast cars. I tell you these stories to make three points. One is this, that things that often matter when we're younger 
matter much less in later stages. Number two is legacy is what we will pass on, and it may have little to do with what we're remembered for. And number three, our job is to invest for the long haul. And uh, so to get started with point number one, the things that matter change. So in, in, in about in 2000, it's weird to say that in two, the year 2000, led by two of my friends, um, the Boeing company launched the Waypoint Project. It was a 10-year longitudinal study to follow the careers of 120 randomly selected executives and managers from across the company. And I had the privilege of serving on that research team. And one of the principal goals of the project was to track emerging leadership issues and identify the, the factors that sustain leadership development throughout Boeing and, and the broader aerospace industry. It was just an awesome, awesome effort I got to be a part of. And in 2004, we set out to explore how leaders define success early in their careers um, when they first became managers and how they define success today. And in their early career stages, and this was in their 20s, 30s, and 40s, success was measured by these things, promotion, status in the organization, and money. Promotion, status in the organization, and money. And in later stages, it changed dramatically. And I think that shift told us something about what really matters in the long haul. At later stages, the measures of success were con contribution to others, contribution to the organization, work-life balance, making a difference, and values. Doing things that were deeply embedded within their, their values and the things that mattered most to them. And so what's the lesson for us from that? And I don't believe it's to dismiss the importance of the early success factors. I'm not saying that at all but to embrace that tangible success in the form of promotion and salaries, those things are important, but nowhere near the main point, or at least the only point. And maybe our approach to legacy might shift if we were to embrace something far beyond simple selfish gain. And legacy, as I said, is, is often defined as what you will be remembered for. But that's just, as I said before, the way we often trick people into thinking about something other than themselves. Like even the exercise of writing your own eulogy, an assignment that David Brooks and many a professor has assigned, is only the beginning. Writing our eulogy is an exercise that gets us to reflect on what people will often say about us, what they're saying about us now. But what if our purpose in the moments we are in right now I'm looking, as I'm thinking about all of you, like that we're in right now, balancing budgets, team meetings, building that website, going into your first job interview in a long time, working on a strategy or a new product, or even meeting a customer for the first time. What if each of those moments are a part of a much larger story? Even for a college student, so those of you who are just getting started interviewing for jobs, what if your purpose isn't just to get the job, I used to kind of try to freak out my students when I would say this to them, but to make an investment in that recruiter sitting across the table from you. We already know they are, and maybe our job is to simply be diligent in those moments while also paying attention to something so much bigger. And if I told you that much of your impact on others may not be realized by them or by you for five, 10, or, or even 20 years, what would you think of that? What would you think of that? Or if I suggested the possibility that the reason you are here may be to fulfill a purpose or to begin a loop that may be finished or completed long after you are gone. And I, 
what would you say to that? What would you say to that? Some of you have heard of Robert the Bruce. Robert the Bruce was known as the King of Scots. And his story has some personal meaning for me because my name is Robert Bruce. And no relationship except, <laughs> I have no relationship except having Scotch-Irish ancestors and the fact that my mom and dad liked his name and legacy. And otherwise, I'm not aware of any real connection to him. But as a kid, when other kids would share the meaning behind their names, we all, I don't know if you remember that as a kid, you're always trying to figure out these and make meaning out of things. I never failed to share that I was named after Robert the Bruce, uh, the King of Scots. And there's more pedestrian reason behind my name that I will spare you right now that has to do with it was a brand of tennis gear that my parents saw in a department store, but we're not going there today. And for those of you uh, whose perspective on Robert Bruce was soiled by the movie Braveheart, let me tell you the rest of the story. <laughs> Robert the Bruce was most known for leading a rebellion against King Edward III to reestablish Scotland as its own sovereign nation. And he, an ancestor of Robert the Bruce had eventually become the king over the shared nations of Scotland and England. And that happened, listen to this, 300 years after his death. 300 years. Longer than the U.S. has been around. <laughs> that is a long time and an impact that he never was able to see. What would you think if I told you that your greatest impact may not be fulfilled or felt for three hundred years and a few years ago i was speaking in an engagement where i was asked to do a keynote on whole and intentional leader development and our mission of identifying preparing and supporting this generation of courageous and sacrificial leaders and this leader came up to me and said after you're in this for the long play and this was before i'd ever heard someone describe it that way i'd never heard our work and mission described that way before that moment but it made sense to me it was one of those moments you hear that you don't fully comprehend when it's said, but it's powerful enough to, to actually drive me to my knees when I let it sink in. You guys are in this for the long play. It wasn't the first time I experienced that feeling. In fact, um, at another event, only a few weeks before that, I had the privilege of watching two leaders I had mentored share their own thoughts on leadership development with a group of 200 other leaders and their task, their, their talks, I'm sorry, sounded like something like I might say, but a lot better. And it occurred to me that the real impact of anything I'm doing in the mission I'm on may be felt long after I'm around to see it. And if I'm honest, it is both devastating and overwhelmingly fulfilling at the same time, because there is a part of me that wants the privilege of seeing the, the fruits of my work and my labor while I'm still here. And another part that feels so free in my understanding that my impact matters, but it's not all about that. And I, I contrast that with this emphasis in, in so many parts of our culture. And I think about what my sons are growing up in, whether in athletics, business, music, churches, or even in education, so much of the emphasis is on quick success, on fast weight loss, on snappy chats, on instant messages, on personal impact and meaning, our calling. And worst of all, I might suggest a short-term self-centered focus on our legacy. And a focus on our legacy is still about us and if it's about us and the possibility that we will see our impact it is by its very nature a very short play and at another conference a few years back i just i, I see this all the time i was asked to speak on a panel and the, the title of the panel was accelerating leader development and then i kind of freaked everybody out when i said is that what we're all about 
is just making people grow faster and faster? Like, is that, is that the right conversation? And so I want to ask you this, how would your life and work look different if you thought about the long play? And by the long play, I don't mean planning for your retirement or just, or simply only ensuring that our children have wealth and security. Like how, I'm not saying those things are important, but how would your life and work look different if you believe that your impact on people was going to outlive your time in your current organization or even outlive your own last breath? How would you spend your time with the leaders you're responsible for developing? How would it change the conversations you're having with your team? What urgent emails would you put aside for a moment in order to better see the people around you? And if, if we thought about that long play and its relationship to our missions, how would we organize our work? And I would say maybe even more concrete than that, how would it impact the people you hire, you invite, and even how you deal with conflict and moments of pressure? How would it impact when you speak, who's given credit, and who's given grace? And I'm not suggesting that our shorter play actions, please don't hear that, and motivations for immediate resourcing, small wins, and even impact are irrelevant or wrong. Those things matter too but that our experience may be more honest and impactful if we realize that the long play that the, that the long play is what it may be all about in the end and i'll tell you like you, some of you have met team members from wild this team my team is driven by a sense of urgency that is necessary to support the leaders who need what we do but i'm also constantly reminded that it is so much of the impact of our work may be fulfilled long after our time on this earth. So what is your longer play? The longer play perspective is, is that we may or may not be the ones to fulfill the mission to which we're called. And that's an important message for leaders because it shifts the focus to a mission that we will hopefully fulfill, but only in part. It means preparing successors and our children is not to, to, own, to focus on our legacy, but on their potential to lead long after we're gone. It means that the outcomes in the short term matter as measures of progress, but not as measures of whole impact. It's a shift from a focus on our own efforts and wins alone to the efforts of those who surround us and will lead after us. And I would suggest to you that whole and intentional leader development is the long game. It requires us to start with the assumption that we are developing people around us who may or may not see the promised land, but who will likely play a considerable role in getting us to it. That long play whole leader development changes the fundamentals and even our targeted outcomes. We begin to consider that our actions today may be in service of a future tomorrow that we may not see for ourselves, but will be experienced by generations after us. And I gotta tell you, honestly, y'all, I'm just, I'm, I do wish, for, I want moments where I get to see that impact in real time. I'm not saying it's not important. I'm looking for the evidence. I want to see it. But it changes what we say to others and the, the perspective we hope they will adopt. Long play whole leader development is about embracing the purpose to which we are called and seeing our productivity and effectiveness in service of not only the people right in front of us on our teams and in our families, but in service of the generations that will follow. In its truest form, long play whole leader development is an incredible collision <laughs> A collision of selflessness, of fulfillment, of effectiveness, of legacy, and of world-changing impact. And it is as simple as us paying attention to the loops that are starting 
continuing and finishing because of that purpose that drives us. And if we adopted this perspective, how would it change our efforts to develop the people around us? How would it change our perspective on that meeting this afternoon, you all? Like, it's just, it's, it's happening today. And how would it change us? I really do believe the impact would be massive. Um, and and our, our legacy, our legacy is what we pass on. And so I have a couple of questions. If those of you, I know we're going to talk about this now. And this is my hope, is that this just lights up something that's way smarter than anything I just said. That's way more personal than something I just said. But here's a couple of questions if you want a couple. What are you being called to pass on or to take or to take a pass on? <laughs> um, another question, if you took just a moment to step back, what loops are starting, continuing, or finishing that you get to be a part of today? The third one is, what are this? What are you doing today that is part of your own long play whole leader development? And so just maybe use those as a bit of scaffolding for the conversation, but go where your brain is, is calling you to go and let's keep the conversation going. Thank you for listening to this Wild Conversation. To join our live Wild Conversation on Fridays, visit our website at wildleaders.org backslash wild conversation. And subscribe to this podcast for regular whole and intentional leader development conversations. Have a great day.